Hey there, spooky friends. It's Megan. And before we hop into the episode, I want to tell y'all a little bit about what we've got coming up in person next. We're so excited to announce that our friends at Little Cottage Brewing have invited us back for a monthly spot with trivia. So that means it's time to mark your calendars with a few dates to come hang out with us and play along. On December 13th, join us for Creepy Holiday Trivia, where we'll have questions ranging from spooky holiday traditions around the world, mischievous holiday mythical beings, holiday-themed horror movies, and more. Then, on January 17th, join us again for a deck themed around fears and phobias. Last but not least on the calendar is February 14th for a theme of romance and scorned lovers in horror. We can't wait to see you on December 13th, January 17th, and February 14th for some excellent craft beer and a scary good time. Okay, okay, okay. I get it. Now, on to the episode. What's up, spooky friends? This is Megan, one of the two resident bisexuals of the Clever Ghouls, and today we're digging into how bisexuality is portrayed in horror and how it often manifests in biphobia. I've known I was bisexual for most of my life before I even knew that there was a term for who I was, but it was something that I never openly discussed with almost anyone because I grew up with an incredibly conservative mother in a fundamentally religious home. And furthermore, most of my life was spent hopping around from small suburban town to small suburban town since my dad was in the Air Force. And every time I moved somewhere else, I was always the weirdo already. I was brown. I was adopted. I was new in town. I dressed differently than everybody else. I listened to different music. I was already the outcast for so many reasons. I didn't want to be hated for being outwardly gay too. So I lived most of my life until my late teen years pretending I was someone that I wasn't for the sake of my safety and fitting in, which is devastating and heavy and frequently left me feeling sad and like an imposter. And I would cope with these feelings a lot by disassociating in different forms of media that I loved, the most notably being ironically horror films. Things that were creepy and weird were my comfort. They made me feel less out of place in my surroundings. But the missing piece in horror films for me was frequently representation. There weren't a lot of brown women in horror, and if they were, we were evil. And there certainly weren't many queer women. The number of women that were bisexual or bisexual coded was even smaller than that. The only character I have much of a recollection of was Faith from Buffy. And while it was never outrightly spoken that Faith is queer, there's heavy coding that she is, and Eliza Dushku, the actress that played Faith, has stated that she definitely believes Faith is bisexual. Faith, a woman of trauma that is on a quest for any kind of love that she can get, who ultimately makes the wrong decision. Eventually, she does fight against the evil she found herself tangled in and earns herself a redemption arc, but the symbolism felt too on the nose for me. Is bisexuality always going to be portrayed as this dance between good and evil and seen as this allegory for choosing a side? We don't really have a lot of options to dig into to answer this question, though. We have a handful of bisexual coded characters and an even smaller of explicitly bisexual ones. Jennifer's Body is one of the first films that I remember seeing myself in. We got not only one, but two bisexual women in it. Even more, this was the first time that I remember seeing bisexuality in a manner that wasn't a joke, but as a serious and real identity. It was portrayed in a way that wasn't intended to be fetishized. It was just this beautiful part of an otherwise terrifying movie. It was made for me and other women like me. The building of sexual tension leading up to that climactic scene between Needy and Jennifer wasn't meant to be erotic. It was meant to be tender and leave you letting out a sigh of relief. It was intimate and gentle and vulnerable and everything my heart wanted for myself when I watched this back in 2009. But this movie is so much more than that iconic scene and it does this film a disservice to reduce it down to simply a horror movie with some girl-on-girl action. It is a deeper movie about jealousy, insecurity, power, control, toxic relationships, codependency, and so much more. I talk about it in depth in the second episode of Clever Ghouls, but Needy and Jennifer's relationship isn't toxic because they're women. It's toxic and they just happen to be women. 
And Jennifer isn't evil because she's bisexual. She's evil because she fell prey to men using her body for personal gain. And she just happens to also be bisexual. But the trope of the evil bisexual isn't new. Many of our bisexual and bisexual-coded characters on TV and in film exploit themselves and their sexuality as a means to get, manipulate, and gain power. As if the sexuality isn't a valid identity, but more of a personality trait, and one that entirely lacks a moral compass at that. It's important to note that this trope is problematic because it perpetuates harmful ideas tied to real people. It isn't enough to just have representation. We need representation that doesn't paint us as a morally lax character or someone who is simply confused or craving attention. When we only have a few portrayals at our disposal, each one holds that much more weight. We can't allow our media, horror films especially, to continue to paint bisexual women as confused, promiscuous, cheaters, and power-hungry. We're real and valid people, and sexuality impacts individuals and influences thoughts, actions, beliefs, and affects our relationships with the world. Biphobia and bisexual erasure is denying the existence of bisexuality, thus leaving an entire population without an identity. If you haven't listened to our episode on Jennifer's body yet, I really recommend that you do. I dig into the nuances of repressed sexuality, what it was like trying to navigate the world as an adolescent queer, and how biphobia has impacted even my dating and social life as an adult now. As always, I'm going to leave some resources in the show notes for you, and I hope you learned something today. It's a privilege to get to share this part of me so openly with you all, so thank you for tuning in, and I can't wait to catch you on the next episode. The Clever Girls podcast is run by Megan, Marissa, Blair, and Melissa. This episode was done by Megan. Our intro and outro music was created for us by Josh Marshall. Find his links in our show notes. For more episodes and other spooky content, find us on your favorite social media platform through our handle, at Clever Ghouls. Don't forget to subscribe and share, and if you really like our content, please leave us a review.